It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. It's 8.07 at News Talk WSB, 75 degrees outside. This is Lawn and Garden. I'm Walter Reeves, the Georgia Gardener, here to help you be more successful in your landscape, to avoid work, to do whatever seems to be the thing you want to accomplish. I can help you get there. All you have to do is call 404-872-0750. We go to the phones first in line, Donnie in Dallas, Georgia. Hey, Donnie, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Hey, man, I'm fine. What's up? Uh, we have uh, two beautiful hydrangeas, and they are humongous. I mean, yeah. just absolutely gorgeous, but they have not produced flowers for the last four years. Ooh, darn that. Are they worth keeping? Or, I mean, we've trimmed them back <laughs> during the during the winter. <laughs> yeah, well, that's not the good time to prune a hydrangea, Donnie, if you do it in the wintertime, because that's when all the, the buds have formed on the... This is like the pink and the blue hydrangea, Johnny. That, that's the one you're talking about? Yes, sir. Okay. They make their buds in somewhere between now and middle of September, really. And so the flowers will be on it next year. So if you prune during the wintertime, you're taking away all the buds that form right now. So that could be the reason they haven't bloomed. Yeah, yeah. But we, yeah, now we haven't cut them back the last two years. Oh, okay. But it's just, it, there's no flowers. I mean, but the, the hydrangeas are gorgeous. I mean, the, the leaves are, are huge, yeah. beautiful, but there's just no flowers. They want to bloom. And sometimes it's freeze damage that does the damage rather than the humans doing the pruning during the wintertime. And for, oh, at least a couple of years previous, um, there was hardly any hydrangea blooms all over Atlanta, Donnie, because, in fact, in my house, I have like eight flowers out of 15 shrubs. And... Um, it was all because the winter cold came in at least in was it 2017, it was, it was March 15th, I guess, wow. I think it was, that it froze real severely after it had been warm for four or five days, and it just froze the buds off the ends of the hydrangea okay. branches. So that year and the year previous to that, there was enough winter cold to hurt the buds. If you wanted to replace one with something else, there are hydrangea varieties that bloom pretty well first uh, in June of each year. And they do it a couple of times more during the summertime. One is called Endless Summer. You may see Endless Summer at garden centers pretty frequently. Um, Forever and Ever is another hydrangea that blooms uh, sporadically for the whole year and doesn't really care when it gets pruned. So if you wanted to, but frankly, these that you have will bloom as long as they don't get the damage to the buds in the winter. Okay, okay. Well, that that sure helps because we were we were about to cut them down. Nah, <laughs> we're not going to cut them down until you just don't want to enjoy the foliage. You, you're enjoying the leaves right now, so go ahead and enjoy that. Next year, hopefully, they'll bloom for you. Okay, I sure do appreciate your help. All right, thanks for calling, Donnie. We got Pat and Swanee joining us. Hey, Pat. Good morning. Good morning, Walter. What's up? Uh, we've got two uh, well-established crepe myrtles separated by about oh, 20 feet. Yeah. Um, but one was originally planted with the house, and the other about three years later was a volunteer. And they're both, say, 15 to 18 years old and probably oh, 15, 18 feet tall. Sounds good. Um, we noticed uh, this last week that we've got those uh, little stringy toothpick-like things oh, on man. one of them and don't have it on the other. Huh. Uh, my wife went to your website, and we 
think we've uh, identified it as ambrosia beetles. That's what and it sounds from, like, sure does. And from the uh, description, it sounds like uh, there's not a lot to do with the one that's infested, but uh, we wanted to find out if it's just a waiting game to see if it survives and what do we need to do come, I guess, next spring on the other, and we have a couple of other throughout our yard. Yeah to prevent uh, the beetles from attacking the others uh, come spring. Yeah, the toothpicks are very exactly diagnostic for Asian ambrosia beetle on crepe myrtle. When you see the little stringy white toothpicks coming out of the bark, that is where Asian ambrosia beetle females have pushed the sawdust out. And how many would you say that were on the trunk, Pat? Five, 50? I mean, how many do you it's have? Probably closer to 50. You can see the bore marks where I think uh, the beetles have gone in. Yeah. But it looks healthy, and it you know, lots of beautiful uh, foliage. We keep it yeah. trimmed up fairly yeah. well, uh, but it looks healthy, but the, the strings are everywhere. They're, they're the strangest looking thing I've ever seen. Yeah, I think that it's a waiting game because those the fungal infection that the ambrosia beetle puts into the trunk of the tree, it just depends on how far it gets and how much it clogs up the conductive tissue in the crepe myrtle as to whether or not it kills the top or whether the top somehow is able to survive it and is able to get through this year and next year, the, hopefully the damage won't be as severe. Here's what I would do, Pat. The female ambrosia beetles fly as early as February 1. We don't think about that being a time for any insects out, but I promise you they were out this year between the 1st and the 10th of February. They're looking for things to infest and they then sort of sporadically there'll be hatches, I guess, of the uh, eggs that are in the other trees that were infected in the spring that hatch out and fly during the summertime. So I would start around the middle of February and get a landscape insecticide that you mix with water and spray the trunks of all your crepe myrtles, every one of them, spray as high as you can get on the trunk of the tree. And do that about once every four to six weeks from then through July. I think you'd be fine to protect it from February through July. And just keep insecticide on the trunk of the tree so that the females can't find a place that's not poison to bore through the trunk. Once they get in, of course, you can't do anything about them, but you can sure prevent them by keeping the insecticide on the trunk of the crepe myrtle. All right. We'll watch it for February. And keep your fingers crossed for the one that has them this year. Maybe, maybe, maybe there won't be so many damaging holes that it'll somehow survive through it. I appreciate it, Walter. You take care. You bet, Pat. Thanks for calling. Oh, man, if you have toothpicks coming out of your... I have in figs this year. I had a little bit in a um, neighbor down the street. I had one on her cherry tree. They come in lots of different... The ambrosia beetles attack lots of different trees. And if you see these little white toothpicks coming out of the trunk of the tree, go to my website, WalterReeves.com, type in Asian ambrosia beetle, and you'll see what I say and how to diagnose it and then what, if anything, can be done to prevent it. Let's give away the weekend prize back. Rachel Perry is here this morning in Ashley's absence, and she will choose a number between two and seven that will determine who wins the prize pack, which includes... A family four-pack of tickets to see the Gwinnett Stripers at Cool Ray Field. You can go anytime during the regular season. A family four-pack of tickets to see the Gwinnett Stripers baseball team at Cool Ray. Rachel Perry, how many callers must we have before we declare a winner? Rachel, hold up your fingers. She says three. If you are the third caller to 404-741-0750, our contest line, you'll win a family four-pack of tickets to see the Gwinnett Stripers. Let's go to Susan in Mableton. Hey, Susan, good morning. Welcome to Lawn and Garden. 
Good morning. How are you? Hi. Yes, sir. What can we do for you, Susan? I have got four of the dwarf blueberries oh, that produced really well this year. Yeah. But they've also grown very tall and straggly. Yeah. And I wondered how much to prune them back. How small do you need to keep them, or what? What's what are your needs? What do you want the blueberry to do? Probably about three feet tall. Uh huh. And how tall and are they now with all this straggly stuff that's coming off of them? They're straggling to about five and a half, almost six feet. <laughs> they don't sound too dwarf to me. Come on, Susan. Tell me about it. I know. It didn't sound like the dwarf news got to the plant. Um, you can prune blueberries after they after they. Um, put it on the fruit and you've harvested the fruit anytime between mm -hmm. then and January of next year. So okay. if you feel like you need to cut some of the straggly growth off now, it doesn't hurt anything to do it now. If you need to okay. do it in November or December, do it then. But keep okay. it to a small, smaller size than it is now so you can have a little bit of room to grow and the flowers will come next spring and you'll get some more blueberries next year, I hope. Sounds like a great idea. Yeah. And one other quick question, what do you suggest or how's the best way to treat lace bug on azaleas and rhododendrons? Be careful about the timing, but use okay. one of the systemic insecticide uh, products. Bayer Tree and Shrub is what a lot of people use, the Bayer product. Um, Bonide has a Bonide systemic granules, you can use that as well. The key is to not use it when they're flowering because we don't want to okay. get that systemic insecticide into the flower of the azalea to hurt the bees and pollinators that might visit the flowers. So they're finished blooming now. So anytime between now and I think November, December, but really and truly during the growing season is better. So okay. between now and what, September maybe, it'd be good. Okay. The earlier, the better. Get the right. systemic insecticide on the ground, watered in like the directions tell you to do. It makes the sap poisonous and hopefully the lace bug infestation will be all dead and gone by next year. Good. That's what I had hoped to hear. So. <laughs> That's what you want. I had it yeah. really bad, yeah, last year, and this year I haven't seen any of it yet, but I know it's probably coming, so I wanted to get out there and treat it sure. probably this afternoon. Sure. <laughs> Look and see. Treat if you, need, if you need to. Okay. Thank you very much. Have a great day. You bet. Thanks for calling, Susan. Let's say 817 at News Talk WSB. This is Lawn and Garden. We'll be back after this. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves, the Lawn and Garden advice you need. Who's to say? What's impossible they forgot This world keeps spinning and with each new day I can feel a change in everything And as the surface breaks reflections fade we got a quick weather update from Ackerman Security. Saturday, a 60% chance of scattered storms this afternoon. High of 88, low of 73, mostly cloudy throughout the day. Tomorrow, again, 60% chance of scattered storms. High of 87, low of 74. Your full weekend forecast comes within 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. We've got Scott from Winder online right now. Hey, Scott. Good morning. Good morning, Walt. Uh, would you uh, diagnose the yellow spots on my cucumber leaves that start from the ground and move their way up the plant, and before you know it, the whole plant's infested and just withers away? Check online for 
Pictures of downy mildew. That would be my first guess. Downy mildew commonly gets on cucumbers, commonly causes yellow spots, and causes the whole vine to wither away. So you've got three for three there, Scott. Can you recommend a natural or organic treatment to, at a minimum, prevent it when I try it next year? Ay, ay, ay. It's hard. Mostly downy mildew is associated with the environment, cool nights, warm days, lots of free moisture, humidity, things like that. It's not so much a fungal disease that comes without the environment to, to surround it as well. Serenade, maybe. There, there's a product utility. called Serenade that has um, potassium bicarbonate, I think is, a, is the active ingredient in it. Look for Serenade, S-E-R-E-N-A-D-E. -E. You'll probably find it online closer than you'll find it in a nursery. But that's the only fungicide I'm aware that might have an effect on downy mildew. Uh, well. Serenade. Thank you all. I appreciate the help. Check and see. That's what I think, Scott. Thanks for calling. Ooh, let's see. We got time. Yeah, we got time here real quickly. If we could get uh, Cindy in. Cindy in Atlanta, join us on Lawn and Garden. Hi. Yes, I've got uh, hundreds of thousands of itsy bitsy little black ants <laughs> going up and down my crepe myrtle. Yeah. And I'm trying to get rid of them. Well, they are there because you have crepe myrtle aphids up in the tree. And the aphids are sucking out crepe myrtle sap and making honeydew that's sort of sweet. And the ants are, you know, having a, having a ball, having a little summer picnic in your crepe myrtle. If you want to kill the aphids, it's relatively easy to do that. Or you can kill the ants and not worry about the aphids. I'll let you choose. The aphids, the easiest thing to do after the plant has finished flowering. I know it's flowering now, but if you can wait until after it's flowering, use the um, Bayer, tree, Bayer tree and shrub systemic on the ground underneath okay. it. If you want to kill the ants right this very minute, one of the baits, tarot or combat, or one of the real, uh, have a little syringe kind of thing that squirts a little drop of bait out, and the ants will come running. They like that better than they like the honeydew from the aphids. And so just squirt a little drop of that stuff out, and the ants will come around and eat it, and they'll be poisoned, and they'll all go to heaven. So what's, that's what what's, you do. what's the name of that again? Tarot is one brand name. T-E-R-R-O, Combat. Ant gel is another brand name, but you just a little it. syringe of it, put it on the bark of the tree, and the ants all come, come there and don't go anywhere else. They're dead. They're gone. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, that's what you do, Sandy. Thanks for calling. I got to go. Thanks for calling, though. Be safe. It's 827 at News Talk WSB. We'll be back after news. It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. It's 836 on a Saturday morning, still 75 degrees outside. This is Lawn and Garden. I'm Walter Reeves, the Georgia Gardener. I'm here to help you be more successful in your landscape and to introduce you to, as you didn't already know, Pike Nursery and my friend Mickey Gazaway from Pike Nursery, who joins me every Saturday morning around 835 in the morning to talk about what is on sale at Pike this weekend. Hi, Mickey. Hello. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. So, down to business we go. What is our weekend Pike pick for this weekend, I guess we'd say. What is your pike pick for this weekend? It's crepe myrtles. Which is perfectly, perfectly, perfectly chosen because they're in bloom right now. You know what color you're getting, and it's a great time to plant them. They have just been beautiful this year. Just love them. They're just such a perfect plant for our area. Yeah, I mean, it's like it was made for, 
it was made for Georgia. I go to uh, other parts of the world and, you know, Italy and England and places like that, and I think just about every place I go, you would be so much better off if you planted a crepe myrtle here. They just do so well. I know. I, they just, they're great. You know, they're native to Southeast Asia, yeah. with a lot of things that are here are native there, but they've just done so great. And I always think about when I see them planted, that during the Olympics in 1996, uh -huh. you, you remember when we just planted everything, we wanted to impress everybody <laughs> so much, and the things that they liked the most were the crepe myrtles. Everybody came back great. and said, well, we've got to have a crepe myrtle at our house, too. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, it was so impressive during beautiful. the Olympics. Fabulous plant. And oh, the good thing, you know, one more thing I've been listening to the Pike commercial this morning is Pike plants things for you. So if it's too hot for you to go out and plant a crepe myrtle, you can get them on sale this weekend, but Pike can be hired to come and plant them for you, which I think is a great deal in July in 2018. It is a great deal. And you just tell them when you go up there and they'll schedule a time and you don't even have to get your fingernails dirty. It's great. <laughs> Look at my fingernails Thank right this minute. suggesting we do that. Yeah, of course. So when the uh, service people come out, they do the whole thing, right? Basically, you're just sitting on the porch and That's watching right. them dig, and you they plant. You tell them where you want it. You right. tell them where you want it. That's all you have to do. And we, um, and you know that our, our trees and shrubs are all guaranteed forever. Yeah, for life, so their that, life, that's right. That's exactly right. So that's a great thing. And right now, we've got a great selection, and hope everybody will come in. And we've got big ones and little ones and all different colors. I might want to mention that one of the reasons you deal with Pike is, A, because they're trustworthy and because they have the guarantee, but number three, number four here is because when you have a label selection at Pike, most often it is right. And this can, right. might not be the case sometimes from some of the other big box stores because my neighbor has two crepe myrtles he planted on either side of the bay window of his kitchen. And both of them were labeled Natchez crepe myrtle, which Mickey, you and I know, is a white flowered cinnamon bark crepe myrtle, tall right. tree form crepe myrtle. One of them is as purple as it can possibly be. It is not Natchez crepe myrtle, and I know it's not, and he knows it's not now, but he didn't know it when he bought it from the big box store because it was labeled Natchez, but it surely isn't. Well, I had a neighbor that did the same thing, and she brought what she thought were three Tuscaroras, and she got two Tuscaroras and a, and a white one. I guess it's a wow. Natchez. yeah. So See, the same thing happened to her. So that's store. the reason why go, putting, the, putting the crepe myrtles on sale right now is because you can see them blooming. they got the that's color right. on right now. No mistakes made by the labeling and all that. That's right. So we got easy, any... you know, easy, easy, easy. Just uh, be sure to put them in the sun. That's the yeah, one thing that they like the most. And good drainage and give them plenty of room because they grow really fast. And read the label that says how read tall and big they'll get because you don't want to put a tall one in front of a window or some place that you don't that you'll have to prune it because we don't want to prune the crepe myrtles every year. We want to be able to let them grow to the size they like and be a part of the landscape without needing pruning every winter. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. So are you doing the class today? Didn't today the last day of the succulents class? Yes, I'm doing one at um, Lindbergh this okay. morning at 10 o'clock. So if you're close by, I hope you'll come in. 10 o'clock, Lindbergh, which is over there on Committee. 9 o'clock. Did I say 9 o'clock? Yeah. I meant 9 o'clock. 9 o'clock. 9 o'clock. Pike location on Camellia Lane, which I love mm -hmm. that name, Camellia Don't Lane. Don't you love to name. say that? I do indeed. Sound like the, a, an Atlanta boy. <laughs> How do you pronounce that shrub? I say camellia. If, and, you know, some people say camellia. And yeah. I think, you're yeah. not so great. That's camellia. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, you know what that is. You were an Atlanta girl, too. I know that. So we both know how to pronounce that beautiful 
fall blooming winter blooming yes. shrub. We do. Well, let's summarize today. Crepe myrtles on sale, twenty percent off. Be sure to tell the cashier, of course, that you it's your twenty percent off pipe pick of the weekend. And also, while you're there, say, and you know, while I'm at it, let's schedule a planning for Pike. The, the service people at Pike to come out and plan it for me. And you just point out the one you want. They load it in your car when you get home. If they come tomorrow or the next week, then hopefully they'll get it out of the car, or you can get it out and store it for them in the shade. They'll plant it for you, and that, or they'll deliver it for you too. That would be a yeah. great thing. And just don't even get, as Mickey says, don't get your fingernails dirty with the whole That's process. Right. Pretty plant. Mickey, it's wonderful to talk to you again, and I will see you next Saturday. I'll talk to you soon. See what you, did Mickey. you forget? Thanks so much for calling. What did you forget? What did I forget? Oh, I did forget something. Mickey Gasaway. <laughs> Where, if someone wanted to know where the local Pike Nursery location would be, where would they go? At pikenursery.com. Thank you for reminding me. Bye. I rely on you for all things to keep me straight here on the radio show. Pikenursery.com. Let's go to the phones. Faye's been waiting so patiently for us. Hey, Faye, good morning. Good morning. Hi, Faye. Good morning. I love your show. Quick question. Calla lily is my very favorite flower in the world. Oh, sure. I probably have 30 in an area. Um, they're all pinky purple. And actually, when I planted two last year, they were yellow. Yeah. And I buy them in balloon, so I know what color they are. Right. They were yellow. I put a stake, a plastic stake, by those two. They're beautiful pinky purple. Uh... That's not what we want. We want yellow. That's what you bought them for, right? Right. And I also had one that was a blood red, and it was beautiful, and it's pinky purple. Well, I don't know enough about cal and their nutrient needs and the um, and the dyes and pigments that make up their flower color to know whether or not this is something that happens as a result of not having some element like aluminum with hydrangeas. I don't know if it's something that has to do with that or not. Boy, I am going to be totally useless for you. Faye. You waited all this time to have Walter say, you know, I don't know the answer to that question. That's a great question, exactly. Faye, but I don't know the answer to it. And I Googled, and uh, I went to your website, right. and I didn't find anything there. I've actually Googled everywhere on the computer, and I can't find anything. There are people out listening to the show this morning, Faye, who know more than you or I together. Let us Post this out to the masses and say, if you know the reason why callas change color from yellow or purple to a sort of pinky purple that Faye has got right now, if you'll email me at my website and tell me why they do that, I would be and Faye would be very grateful to you. That's the best I, I would, can do, Faye. I would thank you because I would like color there instead of yeah. all pinky purple. And next, They're beautiful. They are beautiful. They're beautiful plants. They bloom pretty, right. but not for my color. <laughs> <laughs> next week, if I find an answer, Faye, I'll post it on my website, check in the website next week or so, and we'll see if we get an answer from someone out there who knows more than you and me. Thank you. Love your show. All right. Thanks for calling, have Faye. A great sorry. Day. Sorry I didn't have the answer. Oh, man. I wish I had that answer. I don't. Vivian in Peachtree City joins us. Hey, Vivian. Good morning. Good morning, sir. How can we help, Vivian? I have a three year old Christmas cactus, and it's still growing, and it still blooms occasionally all summer long every now and then but i need to repot it and i have the potting soil ready but i want to know if the potting soil 
It should be any special kind of soil. No, as long as it's a relatively good brand name potting soil, not one that's you know a dollar ninety eight for five pounds, but one that's more like six or seven dollars, maybe down or ten dollars per bag, then you're fine. That's a good quality potting soil from a brand name. Yeah, that's what I have. Good potting soil. And is there anything I need to add to it during the year? Because hmm. it just blooms every now and then. You know, all of a sudden they'll be blue. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's anything to add to the potting soil. No, some potting soils, as you know, come with nutrients already in the in the soil, and you could, I yeah. guess, use that. Um, I frankly fertilize mine twice a year, and that's about it. So there's no yeah. real big, huge fertilizer need for Christmas cactus at all. So if you want to repot today and add a little bit of, of uh, Miracle Grow or something like that, that would be fine. But you don't have to. It's inside all the time in my okay. window. All right. And it, it's just a beautiful thing, but it's so big. I've got a big a big pot to put it in now. Sounds like so a great, great project this afternoon then, Vivian. Good things to get done. Thank you, sir. I love your show. Thanks. I love it. Every, I'm 95 years old, and, and I'm an old gardener, so I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Vivian, thanks so much for calling in this morning. Congratulations on your long and productive life. Thanks for calling. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm healthy. I'm full of energy and full of all kinds of stuff. Wow. <laughs> thanks for calling, Vivian. We'll see you soon. Of course, there's my friend Maynard Brown. Some of you from Fayette County know who Maynard Brown was. She taught me second grade, or she taught my brother second grade. She was the next door to Miss Curlin's room. And Maynard Brown passed away at age 105, I think it was. Maynard Brown, what a legend in Fayette County. And what a terrific woman, too. And she was full of vim and vigor until the last days, I believe. Mark in Jefferson joins us. Hey, Mark, good morning. Good morning, Walter. I hope everything's going good for you. It's going great. How can I help? Well, uh, I have just had my yard about a month or so ago uh, hydro-seeded with zoysia grass, yeah. and, and uh, I was told it wouldn't be thick, which I understand that. It takes time for zoysia to grow and get going. Sure does. So um, uh, what a question I have is it's kind of spotty. Some of the parts of it are starting to turn a little brown, the parts that have come up, and I was wondering when do I need to, for this seeded zoysia, start to try to fertilize it uh, in order to try to get it to get a little jump and go a little bit better than it's going. You could either use a half strength of regular lawn fertilizer or get the starter fertilizer that mm, Scott's and Pike and a couple of other people sell. Either one would be fine. Half strength of the of the regular stuff or just regular starter fertilizer, either one would be fine. Okay, so it's not, uh, you know, it's like I said, it's about a month old as far as that goes yeah. since he uh, put it out. It's yeah. germinated in about two weeks. I didn't want to put it on too early and end up burning the the grass or the root system is the reason I was trying to find out. I don't want to do it too soon. Yeah, I don't think you've missed anything. I think now's a good time to do it. Make sure it's watered in. I mean, that's the key on fertilizer is to water it in, dissolve it so it gets down into the soil where the roots can get it. And I think now, several weeks after you've planted, you should be fine to fertilize. All right, and I guess the fertilizer needs to go on dry grass before, or as you put it out, correct? Yeah, dry grass and water it in, yep. Well, that's what we'll do. I do appreciate it, and uh, I like listening to your show every morning. I learn something every, or every Saturday morning, I learn something every time I listen. Me too, Mark. Thanks so much for calling.
Thank you. See you soon, man. It's 848 News Talk WSB. We'll be back after this. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves, the lawn and garden advice you need. Quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. 60% chance of scattered storms throughout today. High of 88 this afternoon is mostly when the storms will occur. Low of 73 degrees overnight, mostly cloudy throughout the day. Tomorrow, 60% chance again, scattered storms throughout the day. High of 87, low of 74. Your full weekend forecast comes up in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. A reminder that tomorrow is Sunday and I get to get my weekly Sunday Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Of course, I get it every day, but Sunday is the best day because it has a summary of the weekend's news, the week's news, and all those great writers. I love reading. Oh, man, who do I like the best? Bill Torpy is wonderful. Uh, Jim Galloway is fabulous. Gracie Staples is great. I love reading their columns during the week. And the best thing about the AJC is they summarize everything that's happened during the previous seven days in a way that I can understand. I get the full week's news in one day. You can get them too. Many, many outlets, of course, around Atlanta. The AJC, credible, compelling, complete. The Sunday edition of the Atlanta Journal and Constitution. If you go to my website, you can get a free newsletter every other Thursday. The email newsletter has all sorts of information in it, including my joy at squashing bean beetles. This past week, I went to a to a community garden and had lots of these little yellow bean beetles on all the squash and cucumbers there, and I mashed them big time. Had the yellow squash stuff all over my fingers. That was part of my fun this past week. A diagnosis of anthracnose on a Japanese maple that the guy thought he had, but no. He simply sprayed it with his leaf blower, and all the debris from his deck got all over the leaves of his Japanese maple, ate them up, and caused scars there, and that's what he had was Japanese maple leaf blower damage. You can follow me on Twitter, on Pinterest, Follow me on Facebook as well for tweets during the week where I tell you what I think is interesting about gardening that particular week. Thanks go this morning to Rachel Perry who screened our calls and Ashley's absence. Jason Byers brought us the great garden music that we love on every Saturday morning. It makes me happy. It keeps us on the air. Dave Baker's in the house. The Home Fix It Show is straight ahead. And I, my friends, will see you right here next Saturday morning from 6 to 9 for another edition of Lawn and Garden.